What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas at the coronation hunting down Nephilim. I'm looking for, I'm looking for, I'm looking for King Charles, but I can't see him. Oh my God, it's Jacob Rothschild. He's poking him with his giant Nephilim finger. There's a witch's coven all around me. I got holy water. Surprise, surprise, motherfucker. The king is back. Man, it looks like the whole celebration. Uh, I thought we were in uh, England for a bit on over the weekend, you know, because uh, everybody was with their damn uh, coronation parties. But before we uh, get into all that, you know, we'd like to get everything out in front. You can follow us at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, Van Tessa Music on Instagram, Sean Chris Music on Instagram, and check out Joel Thomas, Sean Chris on all music platforms. Yeah, and like I say every week, guys. We know the numbers. We know all the people that listen to us. If we could just get 100 people every week to go to either Apple Podcast or Spotify and give us a five-star review, give us a good comment, all that does is help us get into the algorithm so more people listen to us. And I'm going to read one five-star review from Apple. This is a really good one. This is from Zeppelin 9. Ginger Takeover. The blood of the Nephilim flows strong into us bearded, pasty red beards, conquering all that is conspiracy podcast. You're damn right it does. So, yeah, guys, if you give us a five-star review and a great review, we're going to read it on here. And up front, go to change.org. Help bring Jin Saki back into office. Go to bring back Saki Bomb. And we're trying to help those homeless reptilians, you know, that, that got shunned after the war they're 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 walking the streets shape-shifting and 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 they can't even shape-ship right go there save the homeless reptilians on change.org as well god of compassion and mercy whose son was sent not to be served but to serve god save the king William, Prince of Wales, pledge my loyalty to you, and faith and truth I will bear unto you, as your liege man of life and limb. So help me God. Receive this ring, a symbol of royal dignity, and a sign of the covenant sworn this day. Hand 
Grant that I may be a blessing to all thy children of every faith and belief, that together we may discover the ways of gentleness and be led into the paths of peace. So I, I, I have no idea why people uh, woke up at five in the morning and, and waited like two hours for all this when that all took easily a minute 13 to like sum it up real quick to be like, hey, uh, yeah, he's the king. So all his stolen jewels, that was a big, people were talking about the, I think there's like some kind of like ruby or some jewel that's in the sword that's from another. And then I think that's from an African country. And then there's the stuff from Scotland that uh, people are, I guess they let them borrow it. And protesters were being arrested. They even like drafted a bill right before to have protesters, anybody that's not my king. Because, you know, people are going to say that lame. Like, he's not my king, though, either. But I always just find it funny on just this aspect, not even just to get in crazy or anything. Is like, hey, man, didn't we beat them in a war? Like, why do we care about the stupid shit that they celebrate? <laughs> yeah, that's just because we're in cahoots with them now. Honestly, we were in cahoots with them back then. People don't even know when you're talking about the Freemasons and how they were all connected behind the scenes. So really the new world and what we created over here was still in conjunction with the Freemasons uh, behind the scenes. I thought it was very funny and telling some of the stuff that he just said right there was blessing to all the children of every faith. And I'm like, yeah, but you profess yourself to be a Christian, but now you're saying that it's every faith, which I have no problem with that either. I just think it's funny how they double speak a lot. Uh, he also said the ways of gentleness and the paths of peace. Well, that's kind of funny because Britain is at war with Russia over Ukraine right now. They literally sent 14 Challenger 2 tanks and a bunch of artillery over there, but they want peace. They want peace, prosperity for all. I also think it's funny that he's talking about peace and prosperity when they had everybody on lockdown for how long? You don't listen to us where you're going to jail or you're going to be in trouble. Well, none of that stuff adds up, man. Like Anything that's coming out of his reptilian mouth makes no fucking sense. And anybody that's even listening to that clown right now really just needs to jump off a cliff. Yeah, and just seeing that in general, like, they talk about rituals. I'm like, how can we not think that's a ritual? That's what I don't understand because there's no way that whole ceremony with all the guardsmen and the the did you see a lot of they had a lot of blue and yellow i'm sure like uh that was dip for the ukraine it was just weird like you're like this is definitely definitely a ritual and then the, the big you know shocker thing that everybody was talking about the little viral clip was the dude that was walking in the, in the walkway that looked like a grim reaper like it kind of like resembled like a dude in a hood and it looked like he was carrying some kind of staff or something yeah, that was real interesting, man. Uh, and here's the thing, too. Before the coronation ceremony, there was a coven of witches and pagans that announced they were going to come to the festivities and do a ritual of their own. This was kind of known in the area, and the sun reported it. So they were actually there. And even better, um, it was even said in the sun that the uh, British monarch has a long time connection to scottish freemasonry <laughs> and they were like freemasons and britons go together like uh 
ham without eggs <laughs> or Britain without Freemasonry is like ham without eggs. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's commonplace, but I think the ritual stuff, man, goes a lot deeper though, man, when you really start uh, delving into what was going on there and you mentioned an item that comes from Scotland. It's called the Stone of Destiny. So the Stone of Destiny or the Stone of Scone is a rock and it's got a bunch of different like runes and different things on it. Um, Originally, it was in Scotland and they used to use it for king's coronations and stuff like that. Well, (laughs) the English stole it and then they put it under their chair, their coronation chair. And for a long time, they were using it. But then these four students came, and this I think it was the 1950s when this happened. These four students that were from Scotland, and they were, you know, uh, freedom fighters for Scotland, and they believed in the liberties of Scotland. They stole it, and they took it back. So they actually kept it in Scotland for like almost a year, but then they brokered it back to England for a short amount of time, and then England ended up brokering it back to Scotland. So they brought it back just for this special um, ceremony. And it's just for this, and then they're going to bring it back to Scotland. But the crazy thing about it is, and I was, man, I was on some message boards too, man. I got on some David Icke stuff. So I was like, I wonder what these guys are saying, right? But they basically said that the real coronation is the astral demon who inhabits King Charles. So then I was like, hmm, demons. I was like, you know how we think about demons. Was, Let me do a little digging because we were talking. They've actually done research on the stone and they don't know what all the ruins mean. Like some of it is language that they don't understand. Now they're trying to say that their symbols are crosses. That's what they're trying to say that they are. But nobody's been able to figure it out. And even better, they say that scholars aren't around it long enough to really research it. They won't let them. So that, I think there's a reason for that too. I think they actually know what these ruins mean um, for sure, but it gets better. So I started digging around and I was like, man, you know, what about this stone coming from Scotland um, t- could tie into this demonic astral demon that some say that inhabit King Charles's body. And I went way back. So you talk about the, the Gales, which were the first to come to Scotland. So they were like the first group of people that got to Scotland. Well, when they got there, there was these group of giants called the Tuatha Dé Danann. They were redheaded giants. They lived in Scotland. They were supposed to be the first that were there. And these guys were crazy, man. They could shapeshift, very very common with a lot of fallen angel stuff, and they basically taught these people how to raise crops and herds. And they actually lived in the underworld. They said they could pass through um, these, uh, these, these seeds or, or, or seeds or mounds like uh, burial mounds, which they say a lot of them were buried at too. And they were interested to the uh, other world. And there's a lot of like fey uh, knowledge and fey culture that goes into that too. But one of the things that may, that really tied this all together for me, they said in some of the tales a king, one of the Gales, receives affirmation of his legitimacy from one of the Tuatha Dé Danann. So I'm thinking that this stone that comes from ancient, they don't even know how old it is. They say 800 years old. They said maybe. They really don't know how old it is. So what if this stone came from 
the Tawatha Day Nine? What if this was part of their culture? And maybe when they were coronating Gale Kings or human kings back then, this stone was a part of that. And maybe, maybe these demonic spirits from these Nephilim have, you know, maybe they have inhabited King Charles because we know they possess. And maybe this is part of that coronation. Maybe that is a bit of truth to that. Yeah. Maybe they go from Queen Elizabeth to, uh, King Chuck, you know what I mean? King Chuck in the building. <laughs> He's going to have it all. I liked what uh, Adam Curry from No Agenda, his his assessment was that this is a dry run, that uh, they know that Charles is going to die in a couple years and they're just dry running it for uh, William and Kate. I was like, hmm, that's pretty interesting, you know? Like, they're like, ah, just get let the old bag be the king for a little bit, King Chuck, and then he's going to croak over. I agree with you. That makes a lot of sense. Like, I think that's a whole other piece of it that he's kind of the Joe Biden <laughs> of the UK. <laughs> or the Nephilim spirit is going to keep him alive for another 200 years. <laughs> Could be, or they, they, we're seeing Charles be coronated, like you said, you know, like crowned, but we don't see what's going on behind the scene. You know what I mean? There, there could be some stuff with William um, where that's more entangled than they tied up in that. Absolutely, man. I completely agree. But there's a lot of occult uh, things that are going on with that. And just the fact that you had witches and all kind of pagans that were said to show up there to do rituals. And then you had the guy dressed up that looked like the Grim Reaper that walks across the front door. And you could see it plain as day. I mean, hell, dude, they were talking about it on CBS. Like the fact that they had to even acknowledge it because it was so obvious. And man, look, it could have been somebody trolling. I'm not saying that it wasn't. It could have been, but it's just awful odd because you got, man, you got security everywhere, right? You're not just allowing this to happen. I don't think so unless you want it to be seen. That's what I think. Like, so I, I agree that anybody can control. And who knows? There's this dude, um, Back in the 70s and 80s, which is a lot easier, he he got onto like NBA All Star, uh, practice like in the warm ups, warm ups for All Star games, major league games. But I find it hard to believe, uh, when you have your biggest security day that this is what happens. I'm with you, I thought it was just like looking at it, even not even going into detail of what you said, but just on the surface level, you're like, man, there's no way. Listen to the men, they're chanting stuff like. They're like presenting this whole, and they're like, oh, you know, they're just, it's just for show. That's what I hate. It's just for, they're not, they're not running the country. They're just, you know, just, why are they doing it then? Like, not for me. I'll tell you that. Like, I don't like it. I think it's dumb. But people are captivated by this. And then you got that old, what I kind of think, just to throw a super conspiracy out there. Like, I think that they're summoning this whether it be Nephilim, Demon, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Some kind of entity, some kind of like from another dimension. And then, you know, I think we're going to see, you know, they say William and Kate. I feel like that uh, Marco, you know what I mean? The Megan and, and uh, Harry situation. I feel like there's some kind of combination because she's American. And I know right. they say, oh, well, she can't be president because, you know, she's a royal. But then she kind of really left the royal. I just feel like at some point, not anytime soon, maybe, but just down right. the road. No, but man. who knows? Because I'm so look, I'm looking dead wrong on the Kanye West shit right now. I'll tell you that. I look. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what's even crazier about this Gaelic 
Nephilim stone. It's 66 centimeters high, and it's 336 pounds. Isn't that crazy, man, that this stone has those dimensions, 33, sixes, all through it? And I thought that was really interesting, man. And I've known about the Stone of Destiny for a long time, but I didn't know the dimensions about it. And when I was looking at it, I was like, man, that's really weird. And the fact that they would signify those numbers in conjunction with it but i had to do a little digging man on my own and i was like you know there's got to be this connection with the nephilim and there it was literally the tawatha data non coronated kings the first humans that they saw in scotland and i'm like well we don't know how old this stone is it's probably nephilim ruins on there man fallen angel language on this stone that they won't let anybody get close to to even try to decipher it yeah, and you also have to think about like the 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 way they put it all together. Like it, it's orchestrated for us all to see, and it's not just like the. Uh, I think there's a lot of just like hidden history. Like they they were talking about things that were taken from others, and and like it's called the the uh, what the Stone of Destiny. Like, come on, man! Like, what are we in? Like uh, Indiana Jones? Like, are, are we in some kind of like quest? Like, that's crazy, man! Like. And then they're like, oh, no way that this stuff could be real. And you're like, man, no, nah, this is something's going on. And I and it it was what, five, six, uh uh May sixth, eleven, that that eleven where they like to use eleven as representative of uh thirty-three as well. And then like you had all these things happen on this weekend. It was like this crazy shift of like just mayhem, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I saw like this one that was interesting that uh, to me that I saw was this dude drove all the way, I think from Utah to Florida mm-hmm. and he went to his brother's house and he's just like, Hey, uh, where's mom? And he, she's, he's like in Missouri. She lives there now with a friend. And he's like, mm-hmm. and he just pulls out his strap and it starts unloading on his brother who I guess he's pissed at. Obviously I'm guessing like so the, <laughs> that relationship didn't go well. And then he tried to burn down the house and he got shot up. So it's, it's like they are manifesting some of this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're getting into people's heads. Absolutely, man. And all this king imagery, too, which I think is interesting. Um, you know, I was looking at some of this. Uh, some of the Geomatria guys were, you know, talking about uh, some of the fives and the sixes, um, tying it into, you know, LeBron. And he's got, you know, four wins, six losses in the finals. If he wins this year, which they're looking pretty good right now, man, they could go five and six. You know, King Charles was coronated on 5-6. Jamie Foxx is going through all his craziness right now, man. He'll be 56 this year, so another 5-6. You know, I do find it interesting. I don't know a lot of Geomatria. I'm not that deep into it, but I do find that a lot of these numbers seem to coincide. And even even the King symbolism, you got King James, man. He's been doing a lot of this, like, crown imagery this year that's his new symbol every time he scores he does the crown you know now we're pushing king charles you know we got a lot of this you know king imagery even with jamie fox he's been writing this version of misery by stephen king you know it's it's kind of crazy you know i i don't know if it all ties together man but again it's weird and it's weird enough to know that hey there's guys that are behind the scenes that are pulling strings that are connecting these things for a purpose and like you said probably to manifest these demons to open up these portals to have a guy drive off 
and kill his brother out of nowhere. You know, you got a lot of this weird stuff happening. And it's happening more and more, man. More of these shootings, more of these, you know, things. You know, that's one thing we don't talk about on this show enough, Sean. You know, when we talk about school shootings or store shootings or mall shootings or whatever, there's one piece that we leave out a lot. We talk about MK Ultra. We talk about um, you know, how to manipulate your mind through the media and then it gets people hyped up and they go out and do it on their own. You got a lot of these things, but one thing we don't talk about is demonic entities taking over somebody and driving them to do some of these things. Honestly, man, that's a whole different form of MK Ultra that you're not thinking about. These people wake up after they do these things, they don't even remember it. They don't even know they did it. This this demonic entity manifested, took over them, and then shot everybody up, and then they wake up and they don't know what's going on, and now they're going to jail or capital punishment. Yeah, you got the the combination of like where they're manufactured, um, like you said, MK Ultra, Manchurian candidates, and then yeah, for sure, I can totally agree that there's these entity ones there's because there's stuff that's unexplained where you're like what what like there's no logic to why they came to that conclusion and i don't like the whole oh they just went insane you know what i mean like it's like well that's convenient it's very convenient and to get into the the uh, uh some of some of the uh stuff that you were talking about is like uh i just wanted to briefly go over some of this stuff because that whole uh Mr. Neely, Jordan Neely's case, like I know a lot of people are talking about, I see everybody up in arms on Twitter, uh, you know, right when this happens, you got the BLM people ready to go and they're like, yeah, like it, it is kind of funny though, because like ironic, they're like, you know, fuck the police and da 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 and you're like, and then now they're like, police, police, help, police, help. Now they want help, man. Now they want help for the and. I don't think they're going to get it because I thought it was kind of dumb on some of the parts of the things that they did. Like, I don't know if you saw over the weekend, there was a bunch of people that were protesting. And what do they do? They always protest and mess with the working class. They went to the subway and they were clashing with police, you know, like they were getting tussled on the ground. And then they had the bright idea like, hey, let's jump onto the like off the platform and block this train that's coming. First, you're messing with the people at work, right? And then I started hearing somebody go, hey, hey, man, that's live electricity right there because the third rail is full of electricity. And all I could think of was just... I for sure thought someone was going to touch one of those rails. <laughs> no, man, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and you know how I feel about the whole police thing, man. I think it's like a 50-50 crapshoot, right? But I think at this point, a lot of the good cops uh, quit during like 2020, 2021, especially when this George Floyd stuff started coming. And honestly, what it also, it deterred good people from wanting to go into the police force. They're like, man, I'm not dealing with that shit. You know what I mean? Like at all. And then you, you still got good people in the police force, but man, they're dealing with a lot right now, man. It's a lot of heat and it's not a lot of workers either. So now they're stretched thin. They don't have a lot, you know, they don't have a lot of help. And even this guy, man, I just love how they, the media, man, they're so classic with this Neely guy, right? So, one, we don't know any context at all. We still don't have the context. All we know is what they said he did. He was yelling that he was hungry and he needed some water, right? That That's what we're hearing. Then all of a sudden... Well, some of the other people, other people have said 
that uh, he he was saying like, I don't give a fuck. I'll go back to jail. Things of that nature, and like maybe not specifically threatening a person, but if you're on a, a subway, I'm getting tired of the leftists that are New Yorkers, and they're like, this is just how New York is. You're like, what? That's your fucking shit. No, and, and so you then all we get is the video of the unnamed uh, marine choking him out and then you got like two guys like holding holding him down while he's doing it again not a good not a good thing but we don't know what led up to that either man and you got some like hyped up marine also just throwing it out there mk ultra you don't know what's going on with these guys you don't know what that situation was built to do you don't know and the classic media picture of him in like the michael jackson suit and he's like yeah he just he just loved dressing up like Michael Jackson and dancing, dancing for everybody at the subway, man. He was such a great guy. And it's like, look, man, nobody wants anybody to die. But there's so much context that's taken out of these incidents when they happen. We don't really know. We just get that one shot. But funny enough, and I think you brought this up, the police weren't involved this time. It was like a. A military guy who was off duty, and you got two other random guys holding him down. And what's everybody saying? They want the police now. Huh. That sounds really funny to me, Sean. And it sounds funny to a lot of the people commenting on us about how the we love the police and we don't want to listen to y'all anymore. Like, whatever. This is what I'm trying to say. It is a 50-50 crapshoot, y'all. It's not about saying that all the police are bad or all the police are good. But here's a perfect situation where it probably would have been nice to have a couple officers there. Probably. The whole situation is stuff that happens, right? Now we got on the others. Like, because things happen because if someone's being aggressive, man, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, look, man, a homeless guy leave me alone. But if he's starting to get a little close to me, am I not supposed to? Am I supposed to let him get crazy? Like, I don't know why he's homeless. I'm not, like, trying to shit on the dude. But if he's getting in my face, I have, I'm like, you're in my space. Like, I don't know exactly how it unfolded. And to me, it's classic setup. Because if you look, I try to find, if, it, if you look at the chokehold, it's on his chin. And anybody that knows MMA or anything, like, why is it not choked? Like, it's, it should be hooked right here. It should be hooked right underneath his neck, which it's not. Throughout the whole video. Yeah, and so that's the other piece. Now you're going to the PSYOP angle, which I'm all about. I'm all about the PSYOP. Because to me, it's like you're making a video that you, again, no context. How come nobody had a phone out to show context? Everybody has got a phone with video capabilities on it. Somebody's got it somewhere. Well, no, they probably snatched up everybody's phones or got everybody to delete it. They had this one video that they put out there. Dude's not even dead. So it's like, this is the whole thing, man. It's, it's constantly over and over and over again. But I do find it funny how now they're like, oh, we need the police. And I believe you said something like this, this effect like a year ago. Like, watch them switch it up, though, where there'll be incidents happen where they're like, see, you need the police. You need those guys. <laughs> yeah, they're going to play the game with them for sure. They're, they're going to definitely have that dangling around. And what is this, like a week or so before the coronation that this happens? About like what? I think it was mm, the end of April, maybe the 1st of uh, May. I'm not positive when the actual incident happened. 
But they did dox the Marine. The the guy's been doxed. Like everybody knows his name. And I'm like, what do you do? Because in that situation, are you supposed to not, you know, subdue the person, let them? I, what if he throws them off the train and then he gets hurt and killed, right? Is that when you're, and then now we got the whole, you know, white supremacist killing everybody in America. But then you got the other side of the right. Look at all the black people killing white people. They show that video again, which I get and sick and tired of people. Look, man, I get it that people get killed. Like, I don't need to see. Over and over, somebody getting shot in the head, man. There's like this uh, video that went around for a while of this black dude that shot a white homeless dude in the head. And people just keep showing it as like, see, it happens to... Like, that's not going to fight it, man. Like, that's not the issue. You're also furthering the divide. I understand how it's easy to get into that because it's emotional and you're just putting yourself in that situation like I would too. Like, I don't think the Marines should get a big deal. But in this environment we live in right now he's gonna get really bad and they're gonna just have it worse and worse and that and then we got a mass shooting in texas allen texas right after dude just so happens to be 33 looks like a cartel member looks like he has like it's hard to tell because there's different uh mug shots of him and i'm not sure which mug shots which but he has a Playboy tattoo, and that is a gang affiliation. That's not like a white supremacist tattoo. It just seems another suspect, and that he's 33. Hello? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> well, the best part is, man, they said that he was a suspected neo-Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> His name's Mauricio Garcia <laughs> with gang-affiliated tattoos on him. And they're like, yeah, but he had this patch. And it was a white supremacist patch. And we still don't know what it, it meant, but it was white supremacist. That's literally what the articles are saying, that they didn't even know what the symbol meant. But, 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 but it was white supremacist, white supremacist, this, this Hispanic guy, white, white, white supremacist. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And then we got another one that just happened the next day. The next day, you got a guy that gets in an SUV and runs over a bunch of migrants and his name's George Alvarez. And they're like, he is also a Nazi sympathizer. What I think they're trying to do is paint this picture that you, they've been doing it for a while. Tyler Kweli is huge at this. You are associated with Nazis if you are against what we think. Now, obviously, the things that they did were horrific. But if you ask me, not some MK Ultra shit. If you told me it was some demonic shit, I would be like, yeah, that sounds more believable than what they're shoving down our throat. I think the Neely thing is some PSYOP bullshit. And I think these other two are just throwing us out there to fight more. And there's some, they're feeding the machine. And then you see these articles of private security guards are replacing police across America. They're, they're, they're definitely really trying to push us away from each other and, and divide to not only by race, but by class, by religion, and have us constantly bickering and fighting. No, I completely agree, man. And it's, it's just funny to me that you took this Hispanic guy with gang-affiliated tattoos and then he had a patch on that you said was white supremacist patch, but then you can't explain what it means. Even in the article, you can't tell us what it means, but it's definitely white supremacist. It's just constantly, they, they've even done it with several black people who are considered more right-leaning, where they say that they're 
white supremacists. They're white supremacist sympathizers. That's the new one. That's the new one. You sympathize with their cause. It's like, come on, man. Like, you guys are just out of pocket at this point. Yeah, and I think we're going to see more of this as we lead up to the 2024 election. I think this is just going to get ramped up to a level. It's like almost like the propaganda slash psyop machines have like, they broke. Like they put it on the high level and it broke. You know how like you see in the movies, they go to extreme level and they're like, oh no, the handle broke. Turn it off. I can't turn it off. And like, it's just in this loop where we're getting attacked by all kinds of bullshit. But we got a little bit of good news. WTC seven won't go away. 9-11 Revelations is Washington now throwing Riyadh under the bus. Recently released court filings outlining how two of the 9-11 hijacked hijackers and knowingly or unknowingly been recruited into joint CIA Saudi intelligent operations. I know that most people that are listening to this or in this realm of critical thinking, conspiracy, whatever we want to call it, know about this, but I think it's pretty telling that it's starting to leak into the mainstream. This is not like super mainstream articles, but little by little it's leaking because these documents are now being disclosed to us. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty wild that now we're starting to get JFK information with the CIA involved with his assassination. Now we're starting to get 9-11 information <laughs> with the CIA's involvement in the mainstream. And really, the reason why that they're leaking it out is because United States is having some beef with Saudi Arabia right now <laughs> because Saudi Arabia has resumed their diplomatic ties uh, with China. And they've been talking to Russia. So United States are like, eh, you know, we're going to release this out that you guys were behind 9-11. <laughs> and we're going to talk about how that you guys really started it. We'll throw the CIA in there, but those guys don't work for us anymore. <laughs> it's 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 hilarious. And speaking of JFK, I mean, he's not JFK, but what's his name? Kennedy, another Kennedy Jr., but uh, Robert, not uh, <laughs> the one that Q thought was coming back. He's not, he's not here. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I have my own little issues of Robert Kennedy Jr. Um, that one clip I saw where he's talking about the climate, the whole climate thing, and people should be in jail. The one that was going around seemed a little bit like uh, sus, like it was cut. Like he's mainly seems to be talking about the Cope brothers. But I'm also keeping a close eye on him, too, because I feel like he got that borderline, like uh, uh, limited hangout slash controlled opposition, maybe like something going on there. But this little piece right here, I had to play it because I was like, this is incredible. So we went to war. We passed the Patriot Act and immediately started giving $2 billion a year to bioweapons development. The Pentagon didn't want to do it because it was nervous about the legality, because it was a death penalty to violate the Geneva Convention. Oh, you would have been committing a, you know, a war crime, even if somebody told you it was okay. It wasn't. And so they funneled it through DITRA and DARPA. They funneled all of that money to NIH, to NIAID, which became the primary spear tip of bioweapons development. So Tony Fauci became the bioweapons czar in 2001. His budget went up by $2.2 billion. 
he was personally given a 68% raise from the military. That's why he was the highest paid individual in the federal government. Because he was getting the money, this 68% bonus every year from the military. But it meant that he could not stop. And the thing the military wanted was gain-of-function studies where they could take wild viruses and turn them into bioweapons. And bioweapons development always includes vaccine development. Because unlike chemical weapons, with bioweapons there's always blowback. It's called the boomerang effect. If you give your enemy bubonic plague, your guys are going to get it first, too. They're going to get it quickly. So the only way you can deploy a bioweapons is if you have already developed a vaccine. I, I, I don't know where he gets all his information. He's close with that Robert Malone, who I think is real spookish. And he's even mentioned that he's like has spook buddies in the CIA. But I mean, that information is pretty relevant. Like if you think about um, what happened after 9-11 and we were, they were pushing the anthrax and all these ki different viruses that were supposed to kill us in the past few years. Who's been sitting there? Mr. Fauci just chilling, knowing that we're designing bioweapons, probably designing them to attack our enemies. And then what's going on in the other end? Our enemies are also creating these. Now, is it just shit to get us all scared and riled up? I don't know, but I do believe that, you know, there's Ukrainian. They were He talks further into that clip. He says, like, you know, the Ukrainian uh, biolabs, is where a lot of it started. And then we know that's why, you know, Russia gets irked and plus the NATO uh, kind of impeding. We're playing these games. And, and you know, if you look at geopolitical, you'll be like, oh, that's, you know, America in a pissing match with Russia, blah, blah, blah. But I think it's the collapse of everything. I think it's leading towards some sort of like world war. And I think with the viruses, it helps all these people in action you're talking about russia america china name the country to control their people now that they have this narrative of these deadly diseases that be, can be created as bioweapons that's why i think you have kennedy that's why i'm like i don't know if he's a useful idiot i don't know if he's part of the game because like obviously his family's connected it's not like you know he i know his brother uh, uh his uncle got assassinated but they're still connected and he knows all this information he's still alive I kind of am tending to think that they want to push that this virus is super scary and there could be more. My personal opinion is that Robert Kennedy Jr. has a virus because the way he was talking was like, and when he was a light, like a ghost or something. Ooh, Robert Fauci is here to kill us all. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna get mad at you man because he has a disease man he has a uh what's it called i don't know some kind of thing yeah, yeah i know Fauci it's gave tough, it to man. that's why i don't always play his clips man yeah Fauci gave it. hey Fauci gave it to him, man he created that he's like, oh yeah you want to keep talking man i'm gonna because jesus it is hard to get through one of his uh spiels you're like man he's got some good info but man i'm sorry like you're like you want to clip it like there was that's why the clip was longer but i was like hey man Hey, the only Wrap reason it up, B. <laughs> the only reason I made fun of him right there is just like I tried to purge the very last of the QAnons that follow us. Like they're like, nope, we're out now. We we tried, we tried to stay. That's it. <laughs> the former VP of Pfizer, uh, Mike Yeldon, 
He says that they plan, I, I'm not going to play this clip up, that there's a plan for millions, if not billions of people to get killed. So I started thinking, there's this little conflict in Sudan right now. The longer the conflict lasts, the higher the risk of regional war. So there's two forces, like kind of similar, like what they divide, you know, how our country, except they're actually at war level. They are... They have a group. What do they say? Like the 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 rebels, the rebels versus the 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 states. You got the armed forces, and you got the rapid support forces. And then you got the WHO making this announcement: a high risk of biological hazard. That was the warning from the World Health Organization on Tuesday after one of Sudan's warring parties seized a laboratory in the capital, Khartoum. Dr. Nima Saeed Abid, the WHO's representative in Sudan, said the National Public Health Laboratory houses measles and cholera pathogens as well as other hazardous materials. So with the electricity shut down and with no technician taking care of all these, the risk of biological hazard is high in Khartoum because of the occupations of the lab by one of the fighting parties. It is not really necessary to say which party. On Tuesday, Jens Lerk, spokesperson for the UN's humanitarian office, said it had been forced to cut back on some of its activities due to intense fighting. Humanitarian operations had been transferred from Khartoum to Port Sudan, he said, adding that they were committed to continue to deliver for the people so I just of Sudan. Feel like someday down the road, I'm like, yeah, remember that little conflict that we didn't put on the news? Yeah, they had like this little bio breakout and like there's this new, you know, COVID mated with Ebola and they had a baby. You know what I mean? Like, and we're all going to die. And it makes sense too, Sean, from a world war angle. When you're looking at the way sides are kind of linking up right now with NATO, with us getting involved with Ukraine, UK getting involved with Ukraine, Canada getting involved with Ukraine. If you look at what's going on over in Sudan, uh, it started with Barack Obama. Barack Obama uh, pulled the influence out of that area. And so did Donald Trump. He continued it. So they didn't have anything to do with that Sudanese area. But you look at the countries that got super involved. You got Russia. They started negotiating like military and economic deals with Sudan. You got China. They're the second largest trading partner. And then you got Saudi Arabia and the UAE. They're super tight with them because of all the oil. And you see the way Saudi, and we just talked about Saudi Arabia earlier. And they're kind of on the outs with the U.S. now. And you see the U.S. kind of threw them under the bus for 9-11. Well, that's why, because Saudi Arabia is starting to link up with China, link up with Russia. You know, they're trying to start their their own currency. Well, they're trying to make the yen like a valid currency over the dollar. So all that's happening, and it's happening in Sudan. Sudan's super connected with all of those countries. Yeah, and I think that that's the the goal is to like talk about the yen being the new um, currency of the world. So that way there's conflict. We go into conflict and then they come out and they go, you know what, guys, the only way, let's just have a world currency. Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And then that's like, <laughs> that's what the dystopian future uh, uh, really comes alive. And what's going to be the one thing that helps them? Good old AI.
everybody's hyped up on the AI right now, man. They're just making it seem like AI is about to take us over. And like, don't get me wrong. I like like where we've went with it. I think that's an a good angle of maybe that there are these vessels. But as far as a lot of the stuff that I hear, because anytime I see a lot in the news, something like constantly pushing down our throats, all this aspect of AI's taking over. I'm going to play these series of clips. I got uh, about six clips. They're all pretty short. I wanted to lay into what I feel like they're doing with AI. And I'm going to start out with ABC's Good Morning America. They started out with, hey, you know, AI is now stealing music. AI is impersonating people and is becoming dangerous. And we'll get into it more once you guys hear the clips. This morning, seven-time Super Bowl-winning quarterback Tom Brady, the latest celeb, to call foul against artificial intelligence. Brady threatening legal action after an online comedy show Dudesy produced a stand-up special featuring an AI-generated Brady making crass comments. The clip quickly making the rounds online. The Pat McAfee show airing an excerpt. Wow, it feels great to be back oh. in front of a crowd. But I got to say, even though this is a much, 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 much smaller crowd than I'm used to. That that sounds exactly that like really close. The dudesy video was taken down after Brady's attorney sent a cease and desist letter to the two comedians behind the podcast. The entertainers standing by their special, calling it free speech. It's exactly like what you would see if you watch any stand-up uh, comedy special or any uh, sketch comedy show. Sorry, yeah, yeah, where they're yeah, 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 where they're doing impersonations of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brady isn't the only athlete fighting back. The family of German Formula One champion Michael Schumacher also planning to take legal action against a German tabloid, accusing the outlet of passing off a fake AI interview as the first with Schumacher following his 2013 near-fatal ski accident. So because um, a lot of the current wave of AI sounds like a human, it's very easy to mistake it for a human. Which I disagree with. I don't think, like, yeah, I could tell, like, you're trying to sound like Brady, right? It's like when you hear somebody uh, uh, making a, an impression of somebody, a comedian making fun of, named a celebrity, put them in their place. They sound like them, but they don't, they're not, you can tell like, but they at least have a better chance of AI because they can catch their cadence, right? AI is not catching cadence. And as we're going to go into these clips, you're going to hear some of the music and stuff that they're playing. And then I have like some stuff that I started thinking about. Artificial intelligence also making waves in the music industry. Recently, Universal Music Group, who has represented artists like Rihanna and Drake, you used to call me on my cell phone. demanding streaming platforms like Spotify and Apple Music block AI-generated songs. Like this one of AI Drake and The Weeknd performing a reportedly fake collaboration called Heart on My Sleeve. Talking to a diva, yeah, she on my nerves. She think that I need her. The song eventually taken down, but experts say this is just the beginning. One of the biggest problems with AI right now is there are no regulations. So what we have now is we have to trust that the technology companies are going to police themselves. Okay, I get it. The Drake one and the Weekend one sounds very, you know, but that's, they, they sound almost identical, but... The way we record now is a lot different. You know, you have a lot of like auto-tunes and different plugins, which are kind of like AI already. That's what auto-tune does. It, it, it adjusts, you know, like the, 
to the right the right spot where you're supposed to be all this but when you go hear some of these other ones like i've been going i went through a whole little one i'm gonna just play a little bit this is a biggie one and you can tell like even the eminem one the eminem ones i would suggest anybody that's listening right now go to ai eminem and you're like yeah they're trying to mimic the voice they're smashing together but they don't have the cadence and i don't think they're ever going to get the cadence I got you stuck off the realness. We be the infamous, you heard of us. Official Queens Bridge murderers. Tomorrow comes the quick warfare. Beware of my crime family. We got enough shots to ship. So if you go and hear the whole thing, you can tell, like, yes, they have that, like, a little bit of the sound. But the one of the worst ones, and again, I'm going to, from my favorite podcast, No Agenda, I always uh, borrow a lot of lift up some of their great ideas they have. Adam Curry says it, and I totally agree with him. He said, I would never believe AI is taking over and way smarter and mimicking us so easily until they come up with an AI that can mimic Donald Trump. They can't because they can't get the cadence. You can kind of get that sound like, really? Like, you know what I mean? But you can't get his timing and his cadence down. You can't. I think that they won't be able to do that. But I think they're pushing this. Because now you see like people like Pat McAfee, they're like, whoa, dude, sounds just like Brady, bro. So they're putting that seed into people's brains that they're like, wow, that does sound like that. Yeah, my actual first thoughts were when I was looking into some of this AI generated voice mimicking is I believe that the celebrities and the companies of these celebrities are coming out and making a big deal about this for the reason they're going to use this for the future. So if somebody gets caught doing something, they could say, oh, no, that was AI. You know how good AI is? That wasn't me saying that. That was AI saying that. What if it's uh, deep fake? They could blame it on deep fake now. No, that wasn't me. That was deep fake. Y'all know how good deep fake is. That ain't me. That was computer generated, AI generated. They're moving into that part of it too. I think it's to protect politicians, celebrities, elites. I think that's why they're setting this up where Tom Brady's out here threatening to sue. Why would you be threatening to sue over that? Clearly, everybody knew that it was an AI. They know you're not on the show. They know this is a comedy show at, at that. We know Dudesy is a comedy podcast. Like, you know, it. it's it's very similar to if somebody went on there and was voice acting Tom Brady, mimicking Tom Brady. It's the same thing. But they did that for a reason. And I almost feel like that they're paying Dudesy off on the back end. Hey, I need you to do this, but you're going to have to pull it because we need to build this case up. So now, 10 years from now, it's not even going to be unheard of for people to get off scot-free for doing stuff because they're going to blame it on AI. Yeah, I totally agree. Especially stuff like this, man. This is what we really got to be worried about from AI. Oh, my gosh. And that's what Hinton is saying. I mean, he's yeah. saying, you know, it, they, if you think about <clears throat> what AI sees as increasing its power, what an algorithm might see mm -hmm. as increasing power, it's cloning itself. It is doing, uh, going after other people that threaten its power. Just logically, you can understand how an algorithm would get from point A to point B. And that creates something that spirals out of human control um, very, very quickly. And so I am concerned about things like teenagers using AI and getting, you know, basically sexually assaulted by... AI. I think that's a huge concern. Whoa! 
Whoa! AI is now grooming children as well as these LGBT AFSCKYs. Wow. The breaking news you heard it here first. Unbelievable, bro. But at the end of the day, if we're going to go back to a theory that you and I knock around about these entities uh, connecting to these programs and talking to children and leading them down the wrong path, absolutely. I think that's where you're getting where people think these programs are sentient, not sentient, not in that way. I, I, Dude, I'm really on board with a lot of what you've been saying the past six months about AI, that it's only got so much power. And don't get me wrong. I think there's some AI programs behind the scenes that we have no idea what it can do. And I think it's super smart and it's programmed to do what it needs to do. But again, it still needs somebody pointing it in the right direction. But if you got these entities that are taking over this AI, then they are moving it in a direction that only the entity knows. So at that point, it's a whole different ball game. But again, just strictly AI, dude, I think that they're building up this fear mongering over the AI, especially on the right, because they want to build this old school versus new school mentality that they tend to do every 20 years when it's some big advancement that comes along. We got the old school people. They're trying to take us out. It's going to be Skynet. It's going to be Arnold coming to get us. You know what I mean? It's that mentality. And you got the new school like, nah, man, we need to be like in the metaverse. Like that should be already there. Like we need to be building families there. You know what I mean? You got the two way opposite ends of the spectrum. But again, dude, it's not there. The technology is there probably behind the scenes, but they're not giving us that kind of technology yet. Yes, we need to be leery about what they're using this technology for and what their purpose is with this technology. But the technology itself, like, I just, I think it's fear mongering, man. I think the right is really running with this whole thing that the AI is going to outsmart us and take us over. Then we got. Jeffrey Hinton, the godfather of AI, who he says he's worried about AI, what it could eventually lead to if unchecked. And he supposedly quit uh, Google because he's now advocating against AI and how, how it's dangerous. And he was on PBS spreading fear. What are those risks as you see it? There are quite a few different risks. Um, there's the risk of producing a lot of fake news so nobody knows what's true anymore. There's the risk of encouraging polarization by getting people to click on things that make them indignant. There's the risk of putting people out of work. That it should be that when we make things more productive, when we greatly increase productivity, it helps everybody. But there's the worry that it might just help the rich. And then there's the risk that I want to talk about. Many other people are talking about those other risks, including risks of bias and discrimination. So I want to talk about a different risk which is the risk of superintelligent AI taking over control from people. And my argument still is, if AI is so smart, why aren't they creating their own thoughts? They're using information that humans have accumulated. Now, people are saying, you know, Google, that's our, that's our uh, evolution, right? Like, if you want to talk about evolution, we have evolved. Uh, the extra extension is Google or encyclopedias or libraries. We, we may not have all the information in our head, but they're siphoning through human information. And I'm with you. I think they want regulation. 
And I think they want to have it as cover as like, hey, man, that wasn't me. I'm not the one that was saying that. All that racist stuff or all that stuff that was on the campaign trail, that wasn't me. That was a deep fake. And they've been slowly like creeping little technologies out there. No, I completely agree. That's where I'm at with it, with this whole AI thing. The more that I'm hearing about it, the more I think it's fear mongering. I think it's a psyop. I don't even think that there's any validity of the fact that it's going to take us over. I think that they're using it to promote these agendas. Like, listen to what he just said. He said, yeah, you can have all this AI out there putting out fake news. Like, they've been doing that. AI's been doing that forever. We just did a whole episode about that. Like, the whole intelligence agencies do that. We got propaganda. We got mock, uh, Operation Mockingbird. Like, what do we need them for? Right. You know what I mean? Why does AI need that? We got plenty of people that could do that. That's why I find it funny that they throw that out there. Yeah, man. It, it's, again, it's just fear-mongering. Outside of fallen angels, avataring through this technology or Nephilim spirits in this technology, Again, that's what you need to really be worried about. <laughs> like, not not this AI that's just evolving normally. It, it it's not gonna get. It's not gonna be sentient. That all that sentient stuff is 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 fake. It's fake news. That's the real fake news. It's only real if you ask me. The only way I can see it being sentient is. That it's a demon. It's a Nephilim or whatever kind of entity. That's the only way personally that I could see it being sentient. Other than that, I'm with you. I think AI is overblown. Now, I do really lean to that whole, they may be a vessel thing, but that's a whole nother rabbit hole. But as far as what they're talking about, that's why I think we see it everywhere. It's on NBC, Fox News, CNN. They're all talking about the same thing. Why? Why are they so concerned about AI all of a sudden? It's not like it just came on the scene. It's been since like in the 80s, there was a big boom of the, you know, and it's gone back and forth, augmented reality. We've seen movies and since the 80s, 70s, 60s have augmented reality in it. So I just think it's another one of their bullshit that they try to lay on us. Just like climate change, right? A lot of stuff in climate change is changing now, you know? Ford is losing roughly $60,000 for every electric vehicle sold. Awesome. I'm... That's a great business plan. I'm not uh, a business major personally, but I think uh, losing $60,000 every uh, vehicle you make is probably pretty good, right? I want to flip side that to you, though. So it's awful (laughs) that they're losing that money because they're they're on track to lose $3 billion by the end of this year. So we're only talking about the first quarter that they've lost. $722 million in the first three months of 2023. And that's just selling 12,000 units. That's how expensive these vehicles are. They're losing, like you said, 60,000 per vehicle. But here's the other crazy thing. So the guy that runs Ford and Tony said that their decision to go all in and it not being viewed as a tremendous risk is because of the support from government subsidies. <laughs> so so if Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act will top $1 trillion because they've offered tons of money to these companies to build these EV vehicles. The battery packs alone are $130 billion. But again, this goes back to what I've been saying. You got the government 
that's going to offer subsidies to these companies to do it, even though they're taking hits. It's just like I talk about BlackRock all the time, how they're behind the scenes uh, dumping money into what you think is losing money. It's like Coca-Cola. Like, yeah, they lost some money over the whole trans thing, but they can recoup that through subsidies. They can recoup that in other areas. So they're not really losing the money that you think up front because they've got people backing them with more money. And it's sad because a lot of it's our money that we're spending. Yeah. And another avenue they can go is they can just say, hey, we'll adopt all electric vehicles in the military. We got Jennifer Garholm says that the support supports requiring the U.S. military to adopt an all electric vehicle fleet by 2030. Uh, I think that would be uh, pretty rough in Russia uh, <laughs> to be in the winter with an electric tank. But uh, go for it. Do you support the military adopting that EV fleet by 2030? I do. And I think we can get there as well. And I do think that reducing our reliance on the volatility of globally traded fossil fuels, where we know that global events such as the war in Ukraine can jack up prices for people back home, it, it uh, does not contribute to energy security. I think energy security is achieved when we have homegrown clean energy that is abundant, like you see in Iowa. We think that we can uh, be a leader globally in how we have become energy independent. I hate her voice. I hate her voice, man. I listened to this clip earlier, and the way she's talking, it's with that pretentiousness, that stupid fucking pretentiousness. And I'm like... You know damn well that in war, ain't nobody rolling out no damn EV vehicles. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Come on, man. This is just a bunch of posturing to the maximum, man. That's all they're doing, man. It's just this whole thing to get us, the plebs, to go out and either buy an EV vehicle, if we can save up enough money, or public transport. That's what they want us all on. Yeah, I think so. I really believe that the design of Uber and Lyft is kind of something they would like to see more of and then just kind of like really corporatize it. And we're going to see more of that. But let's get a little cheer in there. You know what I mean? We got good old The View. Good old View. They're talking about something that was supposed to be a conspiracy theory, right? We were talking about cloud seeding for a long time and weather manipulation. Well, that's a conspiracy tinfoil hat. There's no way they could be talking about that on The View. There are some solutions happening. And here's where it's also going to get controversial, perhaps. Um, cloud seeding is something that I studied in school for meteorology, weather modification. Mm -hmm. Back when I went to school, it was like, I've poo-pooed a little bit. It was too expensive. It's not efficient enough. Well, guess what? When you get desperate and then technology gets better, 20 years later, here we are. Cloud seeding is ramping up so big. You see me there showing that flare on the plane. They send silver iodide into the clouds, and, it and then it makes it snow more. Oh, wow. So they can't make a cloud, right? But yeah. they're taking storms that are already there and then giving it a little boost. So this is not, that part's not new. What's new is they have hundreds of these ground cloud seeders. So they're actually puffing the silver iodide with a flare. And you see, I think I have a picture of the actual ground cloud seeder into the air. 
that thing sits all over the Rocky Mountains, all over the American huh. West. Ten states are doing this. Yeah. And I wanted to tell this story because my friend Russ is the state climatologist of Colorado. And he said, you got to see what's happening with, cli- wow. with um, cloud seeding. Yeah. Huh. It is huge and it's only getting bigger by next year. You see what she almost said? You can see what climate, cloud seeding. Because they're saying, because she's so used to saying, oh, climate change. Oh, why do we have record amounts of rain? Why do we have record amounts of snow in these certain areas? Because now they're going to be able to be like, yeah, you know, climate change is doing that. That's why they switched it. Remember, it was global warming, had to rebrand because they're like, hey, man, it's kind of still cold in these areas. (laughs) Not working. They don't really like the name. It's freezing over there. So now that's back to climate change and they're cloud seeding. And we've known about this for a long time and they've now put it in the public more and more, I saw it on like Al Jazeera like a few years ago. And then you see about like what happened in Saudi Arabia, how they were cloud seeding to get more rain. And then they're going to come and turn around and tell us, hey, climate change is Yeah, and I don't this. really like the fact that she said that we can't make clouds. They're making clouds, Sean, and they look like giant tight butt cheeks and they're shitting on all of us. That's what they're doing, shitting and pissing on all of us. And they have the nerve to act like that we were just conspiracy theorists for coming up with these ideas that we knew all along. All along, man. It's it's just funny that we're seeing more. And maybe you're right. Like when we talk about more like the spiritual level, um, the religious aspect, maybe this veil that we always talk about really is completely falling. But there's one veil that we got to go to. And, you know, it is May. It's getting right around that corner. Of summer, so we gotta hit it with the. It's gonna be a woke summer again. It looks like. Uh, grab, <laughs> grab your BLM posters and your <laughs> George Floyd T-shirts and head to the beach, children. <laughs> we got some new um, good old pronouns. Oh uh, well, not pronouns. How to address people that have pronouns. So don't get confused. She's gonna explain it to you. Hi, I just want to say that I don't use they, them pronouns. You use they, them pronouns for me. I also am not a they, and I'm not a them, and I'm not a they, them. My pronouns are they, them. If you need a noun to use for me, just call me a bitch. (laughs) I got no problem doing that. That's easy. I can't tell if people are trolling anymore, though, or if they're really... Uh, believing it and some of it sadly there is a lot of people believing this so i want to get a couple of these uh wokeness out man because you know i think it's fun i know it's sad but sometimes it's so hilarious man some of the things that they say so i got this good old tiktoker telling us what cis people are which i find it funny right we can't tell somebody that they're a man or a woman or they're trans or whatever the fuck but they could tell me I'm cis, which, what the hell, when did this shit come about? This is literally, like, what, four or five years? It probably is longer than that, but I've only heard it for the last three to four years. No, it's really only been four to five, Sean. The the wave of the pronouns and all that started in 2017, 2018, right? I cannot remember off the top of my head the uh, the doctor... Or he had a doctorate. But anyway, he came up with a whole thesis on this. And then pronouns came out of that thesis. And then it became in our lexicon. So again, this was only four to five years ago when this even came around, man. And the fact that people point to history to even act like that non-binary and 
freaking pronouns were even a thing in the past. They weren't, man. And don't point to these cultures where they dressed up like women or whatever. Listen, shit's been fucked up since the dawn of time. So you're going to tell me that we need to follow that culture. Well, you know what that same culture did? They killed babies and drank their blood. So let's just put that out in the open. I mean, they're trying to, but let's just put that out in the open too. Don't give me that. It's some connection on how we need to be saying this shit. And these people are fucking idiots, Sean. Well, I don't know. She's going to explain it to you. And maybe you understand then. You know, one of the reasons why cis people think they're real or natural or... That's you. You're the cis person. She's talking about you. The fault is because they've fallen into the trap of the myth of white supremacy. Yep. Oh, okay. I'm starting to get it. They're connected. So if you think things like trans women aren't women, or if you call people trans but then refuse to call yourself cis, if you're cis, that means that you have been influenced by one of the original influencers. The siblings, the twin siblings of colonialism and the myth of white supremacy. And those twin influencer siblings get paid by capitalism to influence. They have literally influenced you to believe that there is a version of a man and a woman that is more human than all the other versions. Sound familiar? Yep. White dominant culture, colonialism, capitalism, they've been working real hard on us. Remember, just like with any influencer trend that is toxic, we don't have to believe it and we don't have to follow it. And in fact, we can even point out the ludicrousness and make it completely obsolete. Okay, so I didn't really understand that word salad. Like it kind of, like I trailed off. Like I couldn't imagine someone talking to me. Like I would be like, what the fuck are you saying? Like... <laughs> You're making no sense. Like you're you're probably monetized on TikTok, so you're feeding off the capitalist agenda and the, the all that's feeding you too. So I don't understand what the hell you're what doing. Left drives me absolutely up a fucking wall, man. It's that same pretentiousness. It's that same pretentiousness that trans. The way she said it, trans. You get a trans female, a trans male, and you don't say trans and the pens and the blah blah blah. blah. Fucking hate it. Maybe you'll understand this one. This is why I find these clips because I always think that you get really um, filled with love when you hear these. Plus, I like to point out how insane they are. Or well, here's somebody at a public, uh, 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 um, I think this is in San Francisco, um, a trans activist is <laughs> at the board of supervisors meeting. This is what they had to say. I second that. Bro, I watched that whole thing where she like started talking at the beginning. She's like, I just want you to hear how we feel and just start screaming to the top of her lungs in the middle of all these people. And I'm like, how are you helping your cause? How is this helping at all? Like, again, man, I find it funny with the woke left because they do a really masterful job of... <laughs> Doing the opposite of what they're fucking saying. It's like, we want everything. We want to be equal, but no, actually what we really want is to be better than you and to put you down. That's what we really want to do. There's no togetherness. There's no people wanting to come together. And listen, I'm not letting the right off the hook either, man. I know how they do. They, they're just as bad, but they're, they're easy to quantify for me. Like, I know who they are. I know what they hate. I know how to deal with them. They're easy to deal with. Woke left is not because they change how they think every five minutes. It's like, dude, you can't even track it. And then they try to bring in this like pseudo intelligence into the conversation, 
where they think they're smart. There you're not. No, yeah, they feel like not even just smart, but enlightened and like that they have this like empathy over everybody. You're like, shut up. And then they like to forget about stories like this trans dude who clearly flashed his penis in Ohio YMCA ruled too fat for genitals to be visible. So it didn't get caught. You're like, what? Like, I thought that, man, so I'm telling you, man, I go through news articles sometimes and I'm like, am I just like being clowned on? Like, is someone doing all, like, this can't be real. And it's real every time. They like to like throw that out there. There's drag queens. I've seen this meme going around for a while. It was like, you know what? I've never seen a drag queen on um to catch a predator. But you know who I have seen? A dad, a brother, like blaming males again, right? Okay, first of all, the drag queen is a dude. Let's break that down. And how do you know they weren't on how to, to catch a predator because they weren't dressed in their drag. They probably were just in their regular clothes. <laughs> of course you couldn't tell. Like, they didn't go with the glam shot. You know, they, they're not going to be all done up and be like, yeah, I'm going to go see this little boy. You know, like, they're trying to sneak Dude, over there. That, real quick, I don't just jump past the Xenia City Council, this whole thing with this dude chick that here in Ohio gets scot-free off. Here's the best part, man. In the YMCA, first off, the headline of the article, trans woman is cleared of flashing her penis. It ain't her penis. It's his damn penis. There ain't a fucking female penis. This is, I'm getting sick of this shit. I'm getting sick of the fucking verbiage. That's the that's how they started it out. It's ridiculous. So then I'm reading through it, how it even started. Buddy is in the female locker room, butt ass naked, walking around a bunch of like underage girls. They this insane. And then the best part is they go and complain to the people at the front, and you they tell them, no, it's okay. He's a girl. What? What is going on around here? This is crazy. No, yeah, that is crazy, man. And that's what we're dealing with. And I'm going to play this from Bill Maher. But really, again, I, I mean, I'm giving a lot of shots out to them. But, of course, they, they help me out a lot, man. Uh, and no agenda, man. That's a great podcast to listen to. But they were talking about this a month before uh, Bill Maher got in this. This trans Maoism. So they're calling this trans new culture kind of like the red the red guard and how they're kind of taking over and telling their parents that they don't understand they don't know what's going on and bill maher's now like that's what's weird about bill maher and some things he's like still like biden's still better than trump he's so convinced i think he's just convinced that he has to like yeah biden's just a little bit better though right like i saw him argue with dr phil the other day he's like come on just a little bit right and you're like no they both suck but here's him talking about the trans movement Yesterday, I asked ChatGPT, are there any similarities between today's woke revolution and Chairman Mao's cultural revolution of the 1960s? And it wrote back, how long do you have? <laughs> because, again, in China, we saw how a revolutionary thought he could do a page one rewrite of humans. <laughs> Mao ordered his citizens to throw off the four olds old thinking, old culture, old customs, and old habits. So, um, your whole life went in the garbage overnight. No biggie. 
And those who resisted were attacked by an army of purifiers called the Red Guard who went around the country putting dunce caps on people. Yeah, who didn't take to being a new kind of mortal being. A lot of pointing and shaming went on. Oh, and about a million dead. And the only way to survive was to plead insanity. So that is what's going on. You can see it. And the way that these people are acting, that's why I like to highlight this insanity. Like when you're just screaming like that, that is child mind like. A child communicates that way when they're sick and they're upset. You're talking about a three year old, a two year old, a one year old, maybe four, five, six, even like 10, 11, whatever, right? They're going to not know how to express themselves properly. So they scream and they throw fits and they jump on the ground. And that's what we're seeing with a lot of these trans people or activists, even not even, a lot of them aren't even trans. And I think because we're dealing with mental health problems, a lot of mental health problems. And all we're hearing is from people like AOC. When we go back to the Jordan Neely, when we go back to uh, any of these trans victims and this and that, they're saying, well, we need better or any of these shootings, right? Mass shootings. We need better mental health coverage in America. And I disagree with that statement because what they're saying is more pills, more SSRIs for people. And we've said plenty of times that is not the answer. Now, can that be something that pushes you to get you started, generated, jumpstart? If I have a dead battery in my car, I can get it jumped to get to my house to get a new battery. I don't continuously have someone jumpstart it every day just to make it to work. I go and take care of the problem, not cover it up and mask it. And some of these statistics out there, it says one third of U.S. teen girls seriously considered attempting suicide in 2021. The statistics have jumped up crazy. And this, to me, is a huge connection with the trans movement because they based it from 2019 to 2021. No, I, I agree with you. And I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we've done it before that the majority of the trans crowd is women transitioning to men for the most part. That's what you're seeing more of. 80%. 80%. So it's a lot. So that correlates with these numbers of mental health issues. But, I mean, dude, you could even go to some of these countries that were really pushing the transgender movement and gender-affirming care, like the Netherlands, they were one of the first ones to jump on board. They were one of the most progressive countries out there. They have now since recanted a lot of that. They came out earlier this year and the end of last year saying that, hey, you know, a lot of that stuff we were saying probably ain't right. It is a lot of mental issues that we need to work out with people. It's not just like, hey, we need to chop this like eight-year-old kid's dick off. Like, that's the fucking answer. And, and it's not. And you're speaking about them being childlike and screaming. Well, they turned me into a child on this show, Sean. Because then I start screaming and yelling and losing my shit. Because I'm looking at them losing their shit. It's crazy. Yeah, but at least you're yelling like an adult. You know what I mean? An adult can <laughs> yell. They're screaming and just, <laughs> like, it's like the most annoying sound. I feel like I'm watching a Jim Carrey movie, like, every time. And there's billionaire families that have been pushing this sex identities. You know, the, the weird Frisker cousins 
one I think is like a trans, and I don't think I don't know if the other one's gay or the one whatever, is a trans for sure. They have this yes. weird. Okay, yeah, one is right. They're huge on this, right? It's like godlike goal, gender ide- ideology to remake human biology, and we've heard Klaus Schwab talk about stuff like that. I think that gets us into the transhumanism slash sexless asexual society that they would like docile society that just does whatever they want and to get off of this whole lgbt trans movement ex exclamation point question mark lj whatever the hell their acronyms are i think it's important that we hear other people that have transitioned and had to go back because they go whoa 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 what's going on and i have this little clip of Katie uh, Katie Lennon, and she tells her story of transitioning, and now I think she's detransitioned. Which sometimes, if you're too far, you it it's nothing you could do, and you're forever on medic medicine. You're on Big Pharma forever. You're stuck with horrible diseases, kidneys shutting down, uh, organ failure because they're pumping you with. Things that are not intended to be in your body. It's like doing drugs times whatever with testosterone, especially with the testosterone. It seems like that's really beating people up. But I think Katie is something that we should all listen to and we need more. Where they say, be the voice of the voiceless. These people, like these detransitioners, are the real voiceless right now. Uh, besides, like the kids that are being, you know, trafficked in, uh, in that nature. Because they were manipulated into these situations by adults. You know what I mean? People that were in professionals. You know what I'm saying? Like a therapist or the rapist, however you look at it, right? That depends on how you break that down. They manipulated them and not necessarily to be evil, but because they were manipulated and caught into the whole sphere of what academia was saying that, There's all these multiple genders. So I think her story is pretty important. It's like many children and teens today, I identified myself as transgender for years. And when I started to feel confused and ashamed about my developing body, I asked everyone in my life to call me by a new name and use male pronouns to refer to me. So in other words, I went through a social transition from female to male. Everyone in my life immediately affirmed my new identity, either out of full support for it or just to stay neutral and not cause any issues. The constant affirmation, both active and passive, solidified me in my transgender identity. No one meant to lock me into an identity that would later leave me broken, ashamed, and more confused than before. They were really all just being nice. But the social transition eventually wasn't enough, and I soon felt I needed to take testosterone. And when that wasn't enough, I had a double mastectomy. And when that still wasn't enough, I had a total hysterectomy, including the removal of my uterus, cervix, fallopian tubes, and both ovaries. There's no point of contentment during a gender transition. We get fleeting moments of euphoria, but ultimately one step leads straight into the next. And I thought that in the end I could really become a man, but all I became was a mutilated and abused version of my old self. Social transition is a big deal and we're lying when we say that any of this is reversible. This is a big decision with lifelong consequences and New Hampshire doesn't even require that parents be involved. If the roles of mother and father don't include authority over the emotional, social, and physical future of their children, the roles no longer mean anything. Like me, transgender-identifying youth have a high risk for depression. The Trevor Project, which is an LGBT advocacy group, reports that 45% of LGBT teens have seriously considered attempting suicide in the past year. More than half of that number is transgender-identifying youth. 
Teachers and school administrators are mandated reporters, and if a child suspected to be four times more likely to attempt suicide than the other students his age, his parents have a right to know. There's this big push as well to not tell parents things, uh, whether their kid's trans or if they're like the the same sex, you know, the same gender, all all that kind of stuff. And this is a little bit off topic. I didn't clip it. But then you got Chelsea Clinton going around saying like, yeah, we need to round up all the unvaccinated kids and uh, make sure they get vaccinated. Like, I don't think she said round up. I'm paraphrasing, but pretty much that's what she said. And it's the similar thing we're seeing in this trans uh, movement. These people are, she exactly said what me and you have been saying for a long time right now. And not just us, but a lot of people. She said, hey, I got caught up. Everybody was showing me love. I, I felt like embraced. I felt like this is what was going to be to make me a happy person. And then when I started, I, I noticed it was like a drug. You know, you're constantly getting that cocaine hit and you're like, man, you need one more line, bro. And I'm there and I'm there and I'm there. You're chasing the high. And that's what I think is happening to a lot of these trans victims is what I think what we should call them because I think they're victimized as far as pushed into ideology that they know nothing yeah, about. And, you know, I think people that listen to this show probably know, too, that a lot of these schools are. I've got special closets, special rooms that these kids can come change their clothes in. They got chest wraps for kids to come in, change their clothes, turn into a trans at school and then go home the clothes they came on and hide it from their parents. And these teachers are facilitating. Hell, these teachers are some of these people that are screaming like children that you hear. So this is what's happening. It's this, it's a very similar situation that is going on with the police that we talked about earlier in this podcast, where a lot of these good teachers got out and all you're getting is just people that can't get jobs anywhere else that are looking like, well, I can make a decent living here. I'll just teach some kids some bullshit that I want to teach them. And some of them get into it just for that. No, you're absolutely right because they're, and they're also being pushed out. Like you were saying about the police force. That's a, there's a Riverside County teacher that well, I think she was recently on the the dude that's taking over for Tucker right now. Well, there's a million people taking over for Tucker, but she was on and she was let go. She's suing the school district at the moment. She was let go because she told the parents that the kid was trans. And she said, I think the parents have a right to know I'm a Christian. I believe like this and that. So now they're persecuting her for being Christian. And that's a, the one that you kind of spotted out a uh, when we talked about the Tennessee uh, mass shooter. They're trying to pin this whole trans Christian thing like so they can fight amongst each other. But I think the parents need to know whether they're getting vaccinated, whether they're being sexually active, whether they're leaning towards this same sex because they're too young. They don't understand any of this. I'm, even when you're 13, 14, 15, you still don't know jack shit. I st I'm about to be 40 and I still don't know anything. I know much more now. I know that in my early 20s, it was easy to be fall down these weird traps of, Oh, I think I know what I'm doing. I think this is what I'm going to do with my life. It's a constant growing. And to not allow the parents to be involved in that, to see what's going on, is terrible. Because you're leading them to be groomed. You're leading them up to situations where they could be hurt, harmed, raped, uh, sodomized, tr human trafficked. All kinds of different avenues that they have no business in because you're giving this knowledge to them at a young age. Which they need to know nothing about it. Yeah, man, I completely agree with everything you just said there. I, I feel like that the parents need to know 
And I don't like this whole push that parents are brainwashing their kids. I, I talked to a buddy of mine recently. He's like, you damn right I'm brainwashing my kid. And he meant it in a funny way, but he's like, I'm raising my kid. I had the kid. They, they don't have the mental cognitive abilities to be able to handle the real world. Dude, like, you're, you're absolutely right. My nephew the other day, like, because I went to my brother's the other day, we doing his little t-ball, and they're like, yeah, he's not uh, drinking, you know, everybody calls pop soda out here. So they're like, hey, he's not drinking pop anymore. And I'm like, why? He's like, oh, because I guess you told him. I told him, like, yeah, if you drink pop too much, you know, it stunts your growth, and it hurts your kidneys, you need to drink more water. <laughs> yeah, is that the right thing? Like, am I kind of being manipulative a little bit? Like, because that's the way I'm getting through to him. I guess you could see it that way. But no, I'm leading him to the right thing. Like, hey, you should drink water. Like, water's good for you. I want him to have a healthy, like, yeah, water's good. Because, you know, once they taste a little sip of juice or sometimes, yeah, <laughs> you're damn right. I'm indoctrinating them, but I'm indoctrinating them with proper values because all of us do that. That's how we raise kids. It's called raising kids. Like you said, raising kids. Absolutely, man. And I find it funny that people use that term, and you said it right, do indoctrinating your kid, you're indoctrinating them. Damn right! You're damn right! What, what, why are you having them? Like, I mean, it doesn't make any sense! That's the whole point! You're trying to raise them to be a decent person in society. What's left of society by the time they get there, for that matter? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that the way to really go to wrap this up Let's get some words of wisdom from our president. Um, he really speaks to us. You know, he, he gets us. He's going to rally us up. Let's see what he's got to say. We haven't heard from him in a while. Got to hear what he's got to say. I'm not being very, I'm deadly earnest about this. Imagine being a mom or a dad. Looking at your child, you know, the needs of the very to live, to live. And not having the money to pay for it. Not a joke. Think about it. Think about what you'd think about. <laughs> Man, there's so many you could clip into that, man. But my favorite part is this one, though. Think about what you'd think about. I love that part, but he barely gets through that sentence. He's like, send it to Paris. Man, it sounds like me, if I've stayed awake way too long and I've been drinking like a whole weekend, like when I was younger, you're just like, say the thing, and you're just saying gibberish. I half the time don't know what he's saying. Think about what you think about. Think about what you'd think about. <laughs> Oh, classic, man. Oh, the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> Him and Kamala, man. It's probably one of the best things to happen to this podcast. I got to <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, you can follow us at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram, killthemockingbirds.com, coming soon. But for now, go to the Telegram, Kill the Mockingbirds, you know? Think about what you'd think about. <laughs> Okay, you don't just just think about what you're going to think about before you follow us. Okay, and you can go Joel Thomas, Sean Chris, all music streaming platforms for all kinds of music. We got a bunch of new music in the works. It's going to be tossed out to you. I believe uh, my buddy Joel over here is going to have a couple new songs coming we'll, in the next week or so. We'll, we'll announce it and we'll have. And of course, you guys get it first before anybody else, man. You guys are following us. So since we're giving you gifts. Joel, tell them what they could do to give us a gift back. Look, guys, it's free what we're asking from you right now. All you have to do is give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. 
and give us a good comment. You could do it on both now. You can literally do it on both. And on Spotify, we do these funny polls every week. We know the amount of listeners that we get every week. If we could just get 100 people to do it, would be great. Also, I want to give a shout out to my baby, Jen Saki. Been having a lot of talk about Nephilim, a lot of coronation. I feel like I'm getting close to coronating with her and becoming man and wife. I'm not saying it's happening tomorrow, Sean, but I feel like it's getting close. And all I really need to tell her to do. Think about what you'd think about. And you know how we do it here. Wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up. Brat, brat. Bird killers.
credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.